Hello all, my name is Brittany and this is the Exposing Grief Podcast where I continue to remove that stigma of grief and expose it for what it truly is, which is that natural and healthy way of living and loving. I'll also be adding a little bit of a twist. So this podcast will expose the work behind honoring your grief journey, showing you the real hardships and the unbelievable beauty that grief can bring. I'm thrilled to have you here. So let's get to ending the grief stigma and beginning to build hope. Welcome back to the Exposing Grief Podcast. How are you doing? I hope you are just soaking in and just drinking up all the things that our guests have to say and implementing where they feel okay and leaving what doesn't. But I hope in the long run, it is building hope in your grief journey as you navigate this difficult walk. I want to share a little story with you. So a few weeks ago, I posted a video on TikTok. Yes, I'm on the TikTokies. You can follow me at Exposing Grief. But I posted this video and it spoke to pet loss and it blew up. I was amazed at the response it got. And I thought to myself, okay, pet loss is what people want to hear about. And this really shouldn't surprise me because how often do we talk about pet loss? I want to take a minute and ask you a question. I want you to explore this and try to answer this for yourself. When was the last time you were encouraged to talk about the grief you're experiencing around the loss of your pet? If you have not found an answer, that's too long. We should not have to take this long to find a time for when someone asked about our pet loss and our grief around that. Grief as a whole isn't talked about enough. And there's a handful of types of losses that really aren't talked about enough and pet loss being one of them. So I want to take some time today to sit down with you all and talk about pet loss, to not only normalize it, but to also share my perspective on why I believe pet loss impacts us so much, aside from the fact that truly they pets are another member of the family. But I want to share with you why I think they impact us so much based on what I've learned walking through my own losses of pets. Before jumping into my story, I do want to provide a little bit of a trigger warning for anyone who has had to put a pet down, as I will be talking about that experience later on in my story in an episode here. So please be mindful of what you need and be sure to take time for yourself, take care of yourself, pause, come back, do what you need to. So I was six or seven years old when I encountered the death of a pet for the first time. Her name was Ditto, and she was the first dog our family had. Um, She passed away peacefully in her sleep. And while my grief journey with this loss wasn't nearly as difficult as the one I'll talk about in a second here, I still vividly remember the morning my dad came in to tell me she had died. I had just woken up, and we were sitting in my room. And when my dad told me, he asked, what are you thinking? Six, seven-year-old Brit just told him, I just can't believe she's gone, which was true. I had no way to make sense of it. Looking back, I also have a very clear picture in my head of my mom taking Ditto out of her kennel so we could bury her in our front yard. And we had a beautiful little ceremony for her. And then I remember just going back to my normal day as if nothing happened. And as an adult, I look back and go, how... How could I have possibly just went back to my normal day, especially after having the experience that I'm going to tell you about here in a little bit, but I truly believe I was just too little to fully understand what was happening, as well as I didn't make a huge connection with Ditto, nothing like the one that I had with Bujo. 
So let me tell you about Bujo. Bujo was my childhood dog growing up. She was a sweet black and white Shih Tzu, and I loved this dog so much. We, and by we, I mean my dad, <laughs> bought her for my mom on Mother's Day one year. I was probably about eight years old. My dad and I went to go pick her up together, which was my first time, first experience picking out a dog. And I was like, this is so cool. I remember him telling me like, the dog chooses you, let her come to you. We're looking for excitement, whatever. And that's exactly what Bouge was. She was just a little bundle of joy, even as a puppy. And we were so excited to surprise my mom with her. And my mom, of course, just loved her. And she quickly made an impact on her life especially when my parents announced that they were getting a divorce. And as my family navigated this tough time, there were a lot of things changing. Households, schedules, traditions, but the one thing that remained constant was Bouge. She was always there, always happy to see us, that little bundle of joy. And she provided moments for us to step away from it all, to have moments of normalcy. And as I got older and lived mainly at my mom's house, Bouge became my little buddy. Oh my gosh. She slept in my bed, which when you're, you know, 14, 15, 16, that is like the coolest thing. Um, She rode in my first car on the center council when I started driving. Oh, it was the cutest little thing. She would lean with the turns. She was just a pro little passenger. I can just picture her in my head right now doing it. And when I brought my boyfriend, who is now my husband, When I brought him home from college for the first time, she made sure to get right in the middle of us, (laughs) protecting me, but I'm sure also maybe asserting her dominance a little bit. Um, But clearly, this dog had stolen and claimed a spot in my heart very, very quickly. Not too long after I went to college, the vet found a cancerous tumor around Bouge's rib And we had been aware of this lump for years. We had it checked, monitored throughout the years, and we were always reassured it's just benign. Until it wasn't. That pup was a little trooper. She fought the inevitable of this tumor for quite a while, but we knew the end was near. And I was so worried that I wouldn't be home when either Bouge made the decision to pass or when my mom had to be put in the position to make that incredibly hard decision for her. And looking back, I started my grieving process before she was even gone, for the fear of not being able to get home before she was gone. And any time I left home to go back to college, I worried that 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 would be the last time I saw her. And thankfully, Bujo held on until I was home from my sophomore year winter break. And it was at this point My mom had to make a decision that I wish for no pet owner to ever have to make. And I was grateful to be able to be home to not only help my mom in making this decision, but to also be there for her in the process and support her and be there as a family. In the process of supporting her and making this decision, I'm sure on the surface, I may have seemed put together and okay, but internally I was not doing well. I remember texting my older brother and letting him know what was going on. And I said to him, I need you to be there. I can't do this by myself. And he showed up despite how tough it was. And I'm so grateful to him for doing that. And I know little Bougie was also grateful to have her whole family with her in the last moments. 
And what was interesting about this whole experience is the fact that I felt like I didn't start grieving until days later. In my mind, I couldn't. Not because I was told I couldn't, but because it felt important to have my attention elsewhere at the time. I needed to be present for my mom and help her through this process as she was losing the only thing that she didn't have to fight for in the divorce. I didn't want her to walk this alone, so my energy went towards her. And it wasn't until two days later, it was a Tuesday night, sitting downstairs in my mom's house watching TV when everyone else had gone to bed, that I allowed myself to break down. And it was in this moment that it hit me that Bougeau, my childhood dog, that had stolen such a big piece of my heart, was gone. I tell this story because I want to share what I learned in walking through this tough loss. These lessons I'll be highlighting here shortly are important to talk about because I believe they provide understanding behind why pet loss is so real and deserves to be grieved and talked about just like any other loss. So for those who are grieving the loss of a pet, I hope these lessons resonate with you and validate your experience. For those who haven't lost a pet, I hope these lessons help you see why we animal lovers grieve so hard when our furry companions are no longer with us. So here's what I learned. The time in which the pet comes into our life plays a big part in their impact on us or our life. So when we welcome Bouge into our family, we didn't realize we were bringing her into our life at the perfect time. Not too long after she came home, that was when our family as we knew it would forever change with my parents' divorce. And I say she came in at the perfect time because she played an important role in our lives, which is going to lead me to that next lesson. So this next lesson is the role that animals play or what they represent influences and most likely increases our connection to them. I mentioned earlier in my story that Bougeot was a constant for me throughout my parents' divorce. For my mom, I won't speak for her because I don't get to say what her experience was or is, but I would imagine the role Bougeot played and what she represented for my mom was probably way more powerful than mine. For some people, their pets are their saving grace. They come into their life at a time where they need saving. So it impacts our connection to them. For people like my husband and I, our oldest dog represents a new level of commitment. It was a time I felt like more than just a dating couple. It felt like we were becoming a family as she was the first dog that my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, The first dog that we had owned by ourselves as adults outside of our families. So you better believe that this is going to make a crazy connection and making that loss that much harder and having a bigger impact. The last lesson that I have learned and want to share with you based on my losses, I believe is the most important and the one that I really want you to hold on to. So take a minute, open yourself up to hearing this, open yourself up to receiving this. And if you take nothing away from this episode, please take this lesson. There is a grief journey that gets to be honored when losing a pet, 
just like there is when we lose the people in our lives. My grief experiences held so many pieces that are also seen with the loss of a human as I was grieving the loss of Bujo. That delayed grieving, not grieving until days later after she was gone. That anticipatory grief, grieving her loss when I was at college for the fear of not being able to say goodbye. And the disbelief that they're actually gone and trying to wrap your head around that and make sense of that. With these parallels and grieving processes, why would we not allow ourselves to grieve and honor a journey around this just like we would with humans? I want you to take a second and think about that. Determine what grief journey feels right for you around the loss of your pet and honor that. That grief is real. That grief is valid. It deserves to be honored and processed. Another parallel that's worth mentioning was the bulk of this episode, and that is the lessons learned through grieving the loss of a pet. I believe and have witnessed any sort of grief journey carrying some sort of lesson or lessons, whether that be grieving the death of a human, the loss of a pet, or ambiguous losses such as grieving the loss that comes when someone is deployed for the military or army. So again, this speaks to the importance of allowing for and honoring a grief journey with any type of loss. For this episode specifically, because we're talking about pet loss, I want to focus on that. So if you are grieving the loss of a pet, as you determine what your grief journey around this loss looks like, I invite you to explore what lessons are attached to this loss, if any. And you may not see them right away, as I didn't with Bougeot, but when the time is right, they will show up. And when they do, they will have an immense impact, a positive one, on your grief journey. If you're not seeing any lessons from your loss today, that's okay. Maybe the only lesson you need to hear today is that your grief around the loss of your pet is valid. And you deserve to honor that grief journey as you would with any other type of loss. My hope for you today and moving forward is that you feel seen and empowered to embark on a grief journey around the loss of your pet. Honor this journey because the grief attached to pet loss is so incredibly real as we've seen, as we've heard. And as we say here on this podcast, we're creating a world where grief is fully accepted and welcomed one episode at a time. And this includes grief around losses that don't get properly recognized. So here's to honoring those grief journeys as well. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Exposing Grief. I want you to know that you are playing an important part in removing that stigma of grief and in turn creating a world where expression of love for our living and deceased loved ones is acceptable and welcomed. For that, I am forever grateful to you. If you resonated with this episode today, please share it with someone you believe would benefit or I welcome any and all reviews so it's easier for others who need this hope in their life to find me. Here's to honoring your grief journey and empowering others to do the same. Until next time.